And coming up, another gas price hike on the horizon. This after the U.S. announcing they are banning Russian oil. We got more on that coming up with gas expert Dan McTagg. He will join us before 3 o'clock this afternoon. And we're also anticipating another big announcement from Joe Biden, President Joe Biden and the U.S. government. This one dealing with cryptocurrency. So let's welcome in cybersecurity expert David Shipley, who joins us now. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. What is this executive order? Uh, what is the U.S. looking at when it comes to uh, cryptocurrency? This is uh, the first time the U.S. government, the executive branch, is actually looking at uh, perhaps regulating digital currency? Yeah, they've got a couple of different problems that they have to tackle. Um one, they had a major uh, commission last year that looked at ransomware and how cryptocurrencies allow for the transfer of funds internationally that are fueling this industry and obviously causing billions of dollars worth of damage to the economy. So what role do regulations play in um, tracking that money, um, applying the same kind of laws-based order that we have for financial transactions in other spaces, particularly things like um, laws around knowing your customer, anti-terrorism laws, et cetera. So uh, clarifying that and starting to create strength for agencies to play that role there are also big questions about uh, cryptocurrency from a fraud perspective. You know, is this a role for securities and exchange commissions? Is this a role for the Commodities Futures Commission? Who should regulate this industry, particularly some of the less savory aspects, such as, you know, the, the ability to do pump and dump scams or Ponzi schemes involving cryptocurrency? So how are we protecting investors from Fraud. And then the third is, is most relevant to the situation we're seeing with Russia is, you know, how are we making sure that cryptocurrencies as a deregulated, um, uncontrolled finance as it is now, is not being used or manipulated in such a way that it's going to help Russia avoid U.S. sanctions. So it's a basket of problems that unfortunately the, the current situation has brought to a head. All right. Can the U.S. government, can they actually regulate cryptocurrency? I mean, it's one thing to kind of regulate your own U.S. dollar, but uh, cryptocurrency doesn't really know borders, correct? Well, that 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 is what the cryptocurrency advocates will tell you is, is one of their big, broad appeals is they believe that they can step outside the bounds of regulation. And, and, and in that kind of quasi-libertarian view, any kind of regulation constraining them is bad. But the reality is that some kind of regulation is required, particularly as cryptocurrency becomes an important part of the financial asset mix for individuals, organizations, and others. Otherwise, you know, we have the potential for complete systemic uh, chaos. Imagine, you know, the 2008 financial crisis without the ability or tools to actually rein it in. So, you know, as crypto is not going anywhere, and I think that will be part of what Biden's uh, executive order covers, like this has gone from a curious thing that a bunch of nerds were doing to 14% of US households owning some digital assets in the form of a cryptocurrency. So it's it's real money now. So how do we make sure it doesn't cause real problems? Yeah, and just how significant is this, this executive order and the potential regulation of cryptocurrency in the States? I mean, how will it change things as we know it right now when it comes to cryptocurrency? Well, there there are a couple of different ways this could play out. Do I expect that this is going to be a stroke of the pen? We've figured out regulation coming straight from the executive order. No, um, I think it'll strengthen existing agencies who are jockeying for position to um, to bring this industry to accountability. So that will be good. I think it'll kick off more studies. 
and questions around things. So um, in the short term, what it does do is it does send a shot across the bow of folks who have promoted cryptocurrency as being uh, outside of the reach of, reach of government not. It's entirely in the reach of government and government saying, we're going to figure out how and when to make sure that we're taking um, protections for people as well as creating opportunities for others. So so that's good. And, and we may see some hits to cryptocurrency prices because this um, freewheeling stage of cryptocurrency, this is the beginning of the end of that chapter. It's not the complete end, but it is the beginning of the end. All right. This gives the government the ability to track cryptocurrency. Will it also eventually give them the ability to tax, tax cryptocurrency? Well, I think, I think yeah. I mean, one of the things that's been a, an interesting sort of myth about cryptocurrency is that it's anonymous. It's not. We've seen so many examples over the last 12 months where um, tens of millions of dollars has been tracked down for criminals, frozen, um, and then retrieved back for companies, which has been a net law enforcement win. So, so we, it improves that ability to track things. I, I do think the taxation question is going to be very relevant to this. Um, but I think the broader questions are, you know, what happens about money laundering and other things related to criminal activity. I think that's the biggest focus in the short term. Yeah, so that uh, regulation of cryptocurrency, is that going to be the big answer when it comes to a ransomware and holding those that uh, deal in ransomware, holding them accountable? It's certainly one of my big hopes is that if you take away the ability for this money to land in uh, Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency wallets and, and we... Um, introduce controls that give greater transparency and who's paying this stuff and eventually choke off the money, um, then it's not the end of cybercrime, but it is the end of this ridiculously lucrative form of cybercrime with no accountability. I mean, we're learning from the Conti leaks last week that this one Russian gang, based on the size of their Bitcoin wallet, because once we knew what their Bitcoin wallet address was, uh, they may have made, Jeff, up to $2.7 billion since 2017 in ransoms. That's destabilizing amounts of money. So we definitely have to do something about it. And you mentioned a reference a second ago, David, uh, Russia and the invasion of uh, Ukraine. And we've all uh, witnessed tough sanctions by countries all around the world. But I guess the thought is that these sanctions aren't uh, punishing those that they really should or that they're trying to punish these Russian oligarchs and uh, Putin in particular, uh, because a lot of uh, what they're dealing with now is cryptocurrency and the regulation of cryptocurrency would uh, make it a lot harder for them to uh, escape uh, the effects of these sanctions? Absolutely. I mean, there's some practical limits to um, how much cryptocurrency can help them in the short term with um, the currency crunch that's happening, because there's, there's, there's only uh, in the tens of millions of dollars in cash in the uh, the big Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies in circulation on a daily basis. So there's not billions of dollars in cash that's willing to change hands, which is the size and scales you need when you're talking about the Russian economy. So, so it's not the lifeboat that's just simply they can just go to crypto and they can get around the SWIFT ban and other things. It's just practically not possible. Um, but at the same time, it is a way of hiding wealth um, to weather the storm. And when the storm of the invasion of Ukraine is over and maybe the sanction regimes are, are lifted, you know, they can unfreeze and unhide assets that otherwise may have been um, seized. So I think that's the it's the mid and the long term game with how the uh, how the money is getting hidden versus um, the ongoing funding, short term funding of, of Russians, uh, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. 
All right. We will be watching this, obviously, with a great deal of interest. David Shipley, appreciate you breaking it down for us this afternoon. You're always welcome. All right. David Shipley, cybersecurity expert on this announcement we're expecting from the U.S. government, this executive order, which could see the regulation of cryptocurrency. And we're back after this. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.